What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Monkey Mind Podcast. This is episode seven featuring Rob Bubba McGovern. He's a super close buddy to Flo and I, and he's the ultimate team guy, works his bag off, and is a hell of a goaltender. Without further ado, let's get right to it. What's up? Not much. I'm in, my, I'm in my car, so that's okay. Yeah, bro. Daniel, good to see you. It's good to see you too. Bubs, welcome on, man. Uh, happy to have you on here. Thanks for having me, fellas. <laughs> of course. <clears throat> but yeah, dude, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. First of all, throw out your social media handles for everybody. They can follow you. Uh, <laughs> It's no class bub on everything. <laughs> not, not, no guarantees I follow back. You heard the man. No, yeah. if, they wanna, work it. if they want to get in touch with you, uh, what's the best way? Write a letter, I'd say. <laughs> so, what's your address? <laughs> I have my assistant read it to me. Uh, Give us an introduction about yourself. Yeah. Uh, where you played growing up, your, your hockey journey, all that. So uh, back in the day, I, I played mainly town hockey. I played with Flo for a little bit, a couple of years. Uh, ro- rode the pine and just <laughs> hung out with him on the bench. Um, other than that, I played town hockey my whole life. I was always like on the B team. Um, and then I went to Weymouth High for two years, and I hated going to school. I missed so much school, probably – maybe one day a week and uh my sister was real smart and she went to Thayer so I decided that might be an option because uh they had a good hockey team so gotten there funny story is that uh the only reason I got in was because the football coach got me in and I never played it down in football in my life so uh then I went to Thayer for a little bit um Graduated from there, had no teams wanting me. So finally, I got a team that wanted me in the USPHL. Went play for the Breakers, got hurt the first game, missed probably the first two, three months of the season. Um, came back, and uh, Jay Leach came to watch Steve Cochran play, and I had a good game. And that was kind of how it all started with Maine. We went up there, me and Cochran went up together on a visit. Cochran got offered on the visit. They told me they'd going to keep watching. I didn't hear from them for a while. Uh, and then with juniors, we lost in the playoffs. <laughs> After this season ended in the locker, my coach told us that the team got sold. So we didn't have a team anymore. <laughs> um Next day, I went over to my buddy's house, stayed over, and I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And that's when Leachy called me at like 7 a.m. in the morning, woke me up, and I thought it was my mom. I thought I was going to get in trouble. <laughs> and uh, he offered, he was like, yeah, come up to Maine. We'd love to have you. So that was kind of it. And then 
Red, I talked to Red. Red was like, you have to get in shape or we're not going to let you on the team. So that summer was all business and went up to school. And I guess that's the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> Good or bad. Can you, uh, can you kind of touch on just kind of your mental approach to – um that summer leading up to it like obviously you said uh <clears throat> i mean you said red uh red gendron obviously you guys got a um crazy uh hockey background um so well known he's a stanley cup champion but um can you kind of talk about your mental approach to taking on that that goal and kind of that responsibility of, um, you know, pretty much changing your lifestyle pretty much to adjust to what you had to do to pretty much make it at Maine just because obviously college coaches have control over you and whatnot, but um, just talk about your approach to that summer and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so when I went up on our, on our visit, uh, I was, I've always been a fat kid and still am. So I went up on the visit. And, Dude, uh, I remember, I remember, crush, I remember staying over the house crushing McDonald's, by the way. So that goes, that's how far we go back, but sorry, keep going. Yeah. Uh, that was you eating, not me. Um, <laughs> yeah, chicken selects five piece, bro. <laughs> That's a healthy stuff. <laughs> no, um, we keep going. So, Red asked me how much I weighed. I told him I was at 240, but realistically, I was like probably 270. And he was like, he was like You have to be at 220 to be able to come in here and play. So, I was like, Oh, God. So, that summer, I dropped probably 50 pounds. And, uh, I mean, it was six days a week, probably two hours a day of in the gym every morning. Um, yeah, it kind of sucked, but I knew I had to do it. And uh, I, I kind of waited out to my friends from home, like, listen, I'm going to try to see you guys as much as I can. But um, right now, you guys are not, – like, not to be an ass, but right now you guys are second priority. Like, I have to get this done or, like – I'm not going to school. And credit to them, you know, they stuck behind me and um, they were with me the whole way. And, you know, that summer was just an absolute grind. Like, it was it was miserable, but I wouldn't change for anything because uh, when I got to school, I was like, not that this is easy, but I was like, I've, I've already done so much that I know I can do this too. Yeah, I mean – I can relate to that because I got sick my senior year and uh, I put on a ton of weight. And when I got to Providence, um, I mean, no one had to tell me that I was the fucking fat kid on the team. But um, I, (laughs) I, I, like, like, obviously being an 18-year-old kid – I never really thought about how important nutrition was and um, whatnot. And, you know, I, I felt like I could still perform and whatnot. But when I got to school, 
Um, obviously, I had to lose a shit ton of weight. So, like, I know exactly how you feel. And it it's it's stressful and it, it does eat at you. Uh, I guess no pun intended. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but, like, <clears throat> it does it, it does take a toll on you, though, because um, I wouldn't necessarily say that I, like, ate like shit or um, whatever for that matter, but kind of just that change of lifestyle does take a toll on you. And, you know, I changed everything completely. Like, I was eating like six eggs for breakfast and then spinach and chicken and i can openly say that fucking sucked and you know if i could like you said i i wouldn't change it for the world but it did change my perspective on a lot of things so i mean if you can kind of mention something that maybe affected you or how you kind of felt going through that process it would or how you adapted to the situation in general um it kind of open up for people that may have a problem not necessarily a problem but struggle with anything because it, it, it took a toll on me mentally so just touch on that a bit yeah definitely um my first year, I mean, at school, I struggled big time with, I didn't really have anyone who could really tell me what to, what to eat um, and, like, what was healthy, like, all that stuff, like, the nutritionists and everything. So, uh, when I got to school, obviously, I'm not around family, whatever, like, you have to go out get your own stuff, you hold yourself accountable. And it got to a point where I, I was having so much trouble controlling my weight that I went the wrong way and I just kind of stopped eating. I would eat maybe, maybe once a day, if that, and, uh, you know, it took a, it took a big toll on, on my playing because I'd show up to practice and I'd be absolutely exhausted. Um, felt like I had no energy whatsoever. Um, it was looking back, I was so concerned about hitting a certain weight that I wouldn't say I cheated it because I definitely put the work in but I wish I did it uh over oh I wish I had the chance to do it over a few years instead of over you know two three months you know yeah no for sure and I get that completely yeah Bobby I remember uh freshman year dude you were bagging yourself I remember (laughs) on the bike too right on the bike after practicing before dude this kid was bagging himself and he was just walk, he would eat one meal and then the rest of the day just eat like one or two cliff bars and i mean i don't know i just that that's hard to do uh and that's like you know flow like you said that takes a mental toll on somebody um you know kind of talk about like mentally kind of what what you went through that year um having to deal with that and the pressures of losing weight and many played what 90 percent of the games that year so you're expected to perform um kind of just talk about how that was yeah so when I went to Maine it was kind of laid out to me whether it was intentional or not was hey you're gonna be the third string goalie but you're gonna have opportunity if if you play well in practice you'll get that opportunity to play and 
I kind of went into the year expecting to be that third string. So I was like, I know I can do the work the, the right way during the season because I wouldn't be expected to go out and play the game. So I, know, I knew I could – or I thought I would be able to, you know, work at practice, after practice, uh, the morning, morning skates on game days, the, the scratch workouts, all of that stuff. I thought I'd be able to handle it really well. And then that ended really quick into the season where it was uh, the kid who was supposed to start the first game got sick. So then the backup ended up playing that game, and I ended up being the backup for that first game. And then we were playing North Dakota the next night, and I remember I went to bed that night without a care in the world. I was like, there's no chance in hell I'm playing against North Dakota. And then, you know, we wake up, and we had the morning meeting, and Red was like, lineup stays the same except Bubba's in that and I like shit my pants on the spot I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like are you kidding me <laughs> and that's kind of where my mindset changed I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it was healthy but I wouldn't say it was all that bad where it was more so I was trying to survive this season instead of you know, like excel through the season where it was, I'm going to do everything I can to stay out of certain weight and body fat where, and still be able to play. And I struggle with that big time. And I mean, my sophomore year, I definitely figured it out a little bit better, but that freshman year was, I mean, it was tough. Um, you know, walking into the rink and afraid that, you know, Red might walk in and say something or one of the coaches might walk in and say something. Whether they they would or they wouldn't, it was more so of every day was I was scared that somebody was going to sit, like, make a, make a comment about it and then I wasn't going to be in the lineup for the next game. Yeah. Go ahead, Flo. No, I get, I get exactly what you're saying. Like, dude, fucking every day we obviously either had a lift or practice. And I can't tell you how much I hated and resented going to the rink in the aspect of Holy fuck! I got to get on the scale today, and I was oh. I was so self conscious and you know afraid, and I knew that I was doing the right thing at the time, and at the end of the day, I'd be okay because I was at the weight that I needed to be. But like, even that stress about worrying about getting on the scale and even if it was like 0.2 over, like if I was 0.2 over the weight I wanted to be at, I would be so mad at myself. And just that like constant, like haunting feeling of getting on the scale and not being where I wanted to be at was so like not paralyzing, but just like, it, it 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 ate at me and i i get where you're i get what you're saying and i mean 
Um, obviously, like, you look at hockey players now, they're, like, 160, 170 fucking pounds. Like, I, I don't get it. But, um, like, throughout my college experience, I can't even express how much just the weight aspect and being – light enough took a toll on me so like i get what you're saying and it didn't so much cause anxiety for me but just like the mental aspect um in general like i i just had this like worry feeling over me and um thankfully i didn't have that anxiety or panic kind of uh factor in play but it's still very effective and kind of overpowering it's kind of like a it's kind of like mind games where it's like i know that i know i did a a 40 minute hard workout and a skate and i ate right and then you wake up in the morning you gain a pound and a half it's like what the hell happened there Mm -hmm. yeah it's like every single day every single day you're hopping on the scale and looking at it. And that was kind of the first for me where I, looking back now, I'm like, that's the first where I was getting anxiety. I remember there was one time after my freshman year, spring break, we came back and did body fat and I went up and I'm not kidding you. That whole, that whole two weeks we had for spring break, I was at the gym every single day and we got back and I went up in body fat and I got ripped a new one. And I didn't leave my bed for the next two days. I was, I was just like, like you said, paralyzed. Like I was like, what can I? What am I doing wrong? Even though I'm, I know I'm doing everything right. It's still in the back of your head. What am I doing wrong? How come all this work isn't paying off? Yeah. No. Absolutely, man. And like, it's crazy. Like, I know exactly where you're coming from, and. Um, kind of ever since college and once I left college playing pro obviously I learned so much when it comes to nutrition and kind of all that shit but like it was a lot different in pro because obviously it's a business and whatnot but I stopped like I can't tell you last time I got on a scale because it's like I like have this fucking PTSD of college every time. If somebody yeah. asked me to get on a scale right now, I'd probably throw down with them. I'm not even kidding. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> I hate it that much because I learned that. Yeah. I get being fit and having low body fat and being light and whatever that entails is important and also very effective for um like when you're playing but once i left college i kind of stopped paying attention to the number that i saw on the scale and based it off of you know how i felt on the ice and it it did change but I still always have had, and I mean, you and I have known each other from 
for a while now. And, like, obviously when we met, we're both 11, 12. So it's like, all right, like, we're not going to, like, focus that much on it. But throughout the years of playing and just, like, the coaches I've dealt with, like, I can't even tell you, like, it's not the coach's fault by any means, but, like, they, like, I have had this, like, overpowering feeling of just, like, holy fuck, like, if I'm not this weight or this body fat or if I'm not eating this or that, then basically I was hurting the team or yeah. not doing as much as I could. And it, it, it fucking – it sucks. And I I get completely where you're coming from. But, like, the fact that you applied yourself as much as you did and obviously – Height-wise, you're a bigger guy, but, like, you – from when I met you to, obviously, college and now, like, you've come so far that you should be proud of yourself. And if nobody's giving you credit, then basically fuck them because you have made monumental changes and – come so far like dude you went to Thayer for football basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like no 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 like you went to Weymouth High and then you said the reason you got into Thayer was because of the football coach and then you ended up playing college hockey like you fucking put the work in you fucking applied yourself to the nutrition and doing extra work like you are like the prime example of blue collar when it comes to somebody giving you a task. And I think it's fucking sick. And I like, I get where you come from when it comes to weight, but like you exceed off the charts when it comes to overall aspect of somebody giving you a goal and going above and beyond at exceeding at it. And I just think that's sick. Yeah, thanks for like obviously we know each other for a while that that means the world um you know coming from you um i mean i remember watching watching you at providence before we were at school and i was like fuck like i wish i was him you know like i want to be him so bad and then you know but you, but but dude you you did so many things that like were so different than obviously my journey, but it's almost like what you've done has almost like made me say, holy fuck. Like I wish I was him. Like, dude, the amount of weight. <laughs> no, no. I'll joke aside. Like the amount of weight you lost, like the obstacles you overcame, like would you have a knee injury or something? Didn't you get hurt at one point? Fuck, that was another thing is that I lost so much weight that I lost so much muscle. I yeah. lost – or I got hurt freshman year almost every other week. It was hip, knee, ankle, yeah. shoulder, you name it. It was – everything was going. Yeah, and just, like, you bring that into consideration, like, that's something, like, people don't realize is, like, 
like what you just said, you said you wish you were me, but like at the same time, I can say the exact same about you because I understand the weight aspect and whatnot, but like you overcame so much and never like you may have felt anxious or depressed or whatnot, but like you never like withered away from the goal that was at hand. And that's like so motivating and whatnot, but like, I know you personally, so it's a completely different story for somebody that doesn't, but anyone that's listening, like coming from somebody that knows you, you've come so far and have gone through so much and obviously listening, like you're pretty fucking relaxed, like funny guy, but it probably took a serious toll on you. And the fact that you're on here, you know, joking around with us and kind of just being loose about it is one thing, but like, dude, think about what you've done. Like it's fuck. It, it really is amazing and impressive and remarkable and different standpoint. Like it, I just think it's fucking sick. And like, whether you've known it or not, like, I have the utmost respect for you because of what you've done. And it's just, I love seeing, especially people that I know, I, I see them do things, but also the things that people don't see, but I know about is just a completely different story. And I just think it's a, like, I think your journey and whatnot is one thing, but like your mental approach and kind of, what you've accomplished, whether you think you've accomplished things or not, is just off the charts. And I just, I mean, that's part of like why we're doing this is like let people hear other people's stories. But obviously, I've kind of known everything, but I just, I just think what you've done is unbelievable and well, whatnot. Dude. Well, and, and, uh, to add to what you're saying about that stuff, like a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that nobody sees, right. Is with Bob, he, he came in and first two years played 20 freshman year and played 29 his sophomore year, senior year played three games. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're a senior. You want to keep playing, right? Now you're a senior, you're playing three games. And one thing about Bob was that man, he was always the best, like the best teammate. Yeah, hundred always the best guy, man. He always came to practice. It didn't matter what he was going through, and he just gave his effort, hundred percent effort to the team. And he was always out with the guys, always having fun, like just like unbelievable teammate, putting his personal stuff, you know, aside for for the betterment of the team. And I'm sure it carried a lot of weight on him um, away from the rink at home when he was by himself. But just like. The, the perfect definition of a team guy that everybody wants. I mean, you look at him and you see, oh, he only played three games, like whatever, senior year. But no, like he actually contributed so much to the team and so much to the program just by guys knowing he knew he wasn't going to play and he still gave an effort and he was yeah. still a huge part of the team socially. And guys were like, oh, like Bob's doing this. Like, let's go. Like, you know, it, it yeah. motivates guys, you know, and that's – it. it it, it really – guys like him make a, a huge impact on a team, which is awesome to see. Absolutely. And, I mean, I got Providence uh, 
Brendan Leahy is another goalie. This, like, it, it still eats at me that this guy didn't get um, the credit he deserved. Like, he knew every day um, where he stood. And, you know, he fuck this kid busted his, he busted his balls. And, you know, I love the kid to death. He's one of my best friends. But, it, like, you and him at the same time, like, yeah, we played together when we were 11 and 12. But, like, you've kind of, as, like, Danny played with you in college. And obviously, from 11 and 12 to college, you mature and do all these different things. But, the way Danny just explained, like, even back in the Kings days, like, you and I were kind of, like, like what you said earlier, like, the fat kids. <laughs> like, we, we were the, like, we were the fat kids on the team. And, um, first off, I don't really give a fuck about that. But, like, <laughs> you, you were backing up a kid that at the age we were at was – a stud like Connor Myers played at Brown. Kid was probably like, top two in the country. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, always a great goal. Like kid was sick back then. He was a unbelievable goalie throughout his college career at Brown. But like, it didn't matter. Like you still showed up. And when you're eleven and twelve, kids are little cocksuckers, yeah. <laughs> and like did they're inconsiderate and mean and like obviously everyone's kind of probably showed that at some point but like I can honestly say that you're one of the few people I've never heard say one negative thing about anyone regardless of the situation and I think that alone is proof of how good of a person you are but also reflects on the type of player you are because no matter what situation you're in, you've always given it your all and always like worked your bag off. And I mean, going back to Brendan Leahy, it's the same kind of concept. Like the kids, you guys are so similar. And I just think that it's like, I, I'm guilty of saying things about people and obviously now I'm more considerate of it. But the fact that from the day I met you to now, it's probably been what 12 plus years. You have never changed and have always been that best teammate. And, you know, one of the hardest working guys I know. And it, it, it shows like going back to the thing, dude, <laughs> you went to high school because of a football coach. What position in football? Uh, quarterback. <laughs> quarterback? <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, Hunt, like Hunter. What, what position? <laughs> right tap. Right. Right tackle, D tackle, and kicker. <laughs> what position? I just told you, right tackle, D tackle, and kicker. 
Dude. You kicked? Yeah, I would do kickoffs. You're the fucking most <laughs> intimidating. You're the most intimidating <laughs> kicker I fucking have. And, and I don't, dude. I'm not. I will openly admit I'm not a fan of like. I don't pay attention to football, but I see kickers. Oh, and if I saw two, what, <laughs> what, you, what you what you said about being two seventy, you think the fact uh, that I mean, what, yeah, like close to it, maybe I don't know. <laughs> no, like, when I was at, when I was at there, it was up. Yeah. Okay, so my <laughs> point exactly is that, dude, you're the most intimidating kicker of all time, hands down. <laughs> NFL, college, and any high school in the fucking world. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> dude, like, the strides you've made – are remarkable, but I know for a fact that just from the type of guy you are, that whether you're struggling or not, you never showed it. And the fact that you're on here right now, kind of opening up about it, is just adding to your list of yeah, you know mm-hmm. things that are just unbelievable. And I can't thank you enough and you have no idea how much I appreciate you coming on doing that because obviously I think your story is great, but like I want people to know and understand like how, how much people do notice and that what you've done hasn't gone unnoticed, whether you've gotten the credit or not. And Danny can attest to it, not like, attest to it too like he said you're the best teammate and whatnot but like i just i just i'm i'm grateful that you're on here so yeah likewise dude likewise it's awesome you're uh how remember senior night bub guy played three games all year played senior night six nothing shutout against bu Oh, fuck yeah sick sick i mean i was just gonna um, I was going to add, like, I don't know, the way you were saying, uh, not, a, not a lot of people know kind of the background. Um, you know, my senior year was, I mean, it was fucking miserable. I'll, like, I'll come out and say that right away. It was fucking miserable. It, uh, it was, we, all three of us can agree to that. Like, it was fucking tough. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this, I don't know if you guys want to keep going um, for another like ten, fifteen minutes. Um, but we'll, we'll say ten. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The bars are closed. You can't go anywhere. <laughs> I don't drink, so I'm not worried about it. But um, so after my junior year, uh, I came home on a Monday, and. Uh, I got home at probably 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And I woke up at probably six, seven the next day to uh, two, three ambulances outside, cop cars, fire trucks. Um, my aunt had passed. My aunt lives with us. She had passed during the night. I was going back up to, I was going back up to school in two, three weeks. Cause I, I had a whole plan that I was going to work out. 
uh, up at school because obviously I wanted to play. So I was like, you know, this will give me the best chance. They'll see me that I'm putting the work in. Um, so I didn't really get that time to kind of grieve with, with my family because I had to go right back up to school. And while I was at school, I mean, Orono is, you know, we're in the middle of nowhere. So that summer I was basically by myself and, you know, it went to a pretty, um, pretty dark place. And, you know, I was getting maybe one, two hours of sleep a night throughout the whole summer. And, you know, I just constantly feel like I was alone and I was having panic attacks, you know, probably three, four times a day where, you know, I, I didn't want people to, I didn't want to feel like I was a burden to other people. So I just excused myself from, from the situation or from the room. And I just kind of go off by myself and wait till I calm back down. And then once school started, it, it kind of, it got bad. And, um, you know, I, I had a meeting that was, it was an accident, accidental meeting with our sports psych guy. And I was on maybe 30 minutes of sleep uh, from the night before. And just by, by chance, I let it slip. I didn't mean to tell him, um, but I let it slip. And that's kind of when things started going into motion. And you know, I was seeing therapists two, three times a week. Uh, I was going to see doctors probably every other week. I was getting diagnosed. Uh, prescriptions all that stuff and the whole time um, I was dealing with this I personally felt that I didn't want to make it a distraction even though looking back now I know it wasn't I didn't want to make it a distraction from the team because we had high expectations so I kept it to myself um, you know I Danny's the only person on the team who I told. Um, no one else knew. The coaches obviously knew, but no players on the team knew. Um, I There's probably only 10 people in the world who know about it. Um, when I was missing practices, I was telling kids I had to go to doctors because uh, they kept messing up my blood work. Um, when kids saw me go to the therapist, walking to the therapist, I was telling them that, Red was making me go see someone because he thinks I'd, I'd drink too much. Um, stuff like that where I just didn't want – I didn't want other people to know about it. And, you know, I struggled with that through the, the whole season, even now. But um, I'm happy that even though it was an accident, I'm happy that I talked to someone about it and I finally got that help because – you know, who knows where I'd be now if, you know, if, if that didn't happen. And I can't encourage people enough to, if you're struggling with anything, just go talk to someone. And don't, don't keep it a secret because it changed, you know, it changed my life significantly where now I know that I have people I can talk to. I can talk to Danny if, if something's wrong. I can, you know, do stuff that I know will help calm me down and you know, relax me. And like I said, it's if if you have anything's going on, go talk to someone because it's only going to make it so much easier.
Yeah, I mean, well, first off, I'm glad you did, clearly. But, I mean, it's kind of – I mean, Danny should be proud of himself for kind of allowing himself to be an option for you because, I mean, talking about something is one thing, but being able to listen and kind of – um, be there for someone is another thing. So, I mean, Danny, hat off to you, but I couldn't agree more about talking about stuff. And I can relate to what you were talking about, about, um, you know, talking to people, whether it's drinking or whatever it may be. So I've kind of been around that my whole life. And um, I just think it's great. And I mean, I'm sure Danny can kind of relate to that but just my little two cents is just I commend you for that because your effort for that because it's not something that's easy to talk about and I'll let Danny kind of go on more no big time man it's um you know Bub's a very uh nose to the grindstone blue collar working kid who uh, just shows up to work every day and does his job, you know, and guys like him, you know, you don't expect them to have, you know, certain stuff going on because they kind of just, they wear it, they, they do what they got to do and that's it. So to have someone like Bub come out and say, Hey, it's okay. Like change your life. It, it's, it's going to help you get this off your chest. It's important. There's a lot of weight behind that. When he, when someone like Bub says that, you know, that's why it's, it's an important message. Everyone listening, like, get help. If, if you are feeling something, it's okay to talk. Find those people that you, you can trust. And, um, you know, if you're someone out there who, who has a friend, who, you know, just make sure that you're available to listen to them because um, you don't know who's out there struggling. And it could be someone sitting right next to you in the locker room amongst you. So if you can just try and make yourself available to them and, and just make yourself comfortable and develop that level of trust, you could be helping out someone that you don't even know is struggling in the dark. Absolutely. And I mean, whether it's anxiety, depression, getting help is huge. But when it comes to addiction or just like drinking problem, like get help, like, this is a message for fucking everyone. Weakness is a strength because it takes so much to admit that you do have a problem and you know you're you're not weak if you ask for help and I get anxiety and depression is hard and I myself have gone through it but you're not weak if you ask for help like that, like the fact that you're asking for help and, you know, feel weak and then ask for help makes you such a strong person. Like it, 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 like I can't even express enough, like willing to ask for help makes you a strong person. Like just because you deal with shit doesn't, make you any less important or 
strong or whatever it may be. Like you mentioning it, even if it was a mistake, makes you a strong person because you were thinking it mm-hmm. and you got yourself to say it, whether it was a mistake or not, you still mentioned it. And that alone makes you a strong person in my mind. And I just can't stress enough that like, in my opinion, weakness is a strength. And if you're vulnerable and willing enough to mention something, you're one of the strongest people I know. And I mean, this this episode, like specifically, like Bob, you fucking you crushed it, bro. Like you've come so far, and like, I mean, I I really can't wait for people to listen because I think your story's sick, and I get where you're coming from more than you or anyone might think. So. Yeah, Bob. Thanks again for uh, <clears throat> thanks for coming on here, dude. Thanks for coming on here, talking, being open um, to talking about this. It's not easy, man. Um, but you're gonna your story's gonna help out a lot of people. Uh, so thank you for thanks for being vulnerable. But, yeah, no worries. I mean, as as long as it helps other, you know, it's for a while I struggled with it. I kept it quiet, but. Like I said, if it helps other people, then I'm all game. The guys over at PPW are giving everybody at Monkey Mind a little discount code on their pre-order. Get 10% off your pre-order today with the promo code MONKEYMIND. That's one word, Monkey Mind. Just go to their website at provepeoplewrong.com. That's promo code monkeymind at provepeoplewrong.com.